With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. It's FPC Radio Live, and no, your eyes are not deceiving you. It is Wednesday, and we are here doing a brand new episode of FPC Radio Live, and for good reason, John. Um, yesterday, yesterday, we had the most active trade deadline day in the NFL. We had 10 trades completed, and that is not including the several big trades we saw uh, prior to that, including Christian McCaffrey, including... Um, uh, some other moves that were made, obviously, days ahead of the deadline. But yesterday was, was fairly active and um, not surprising. And, and I know this might have surprised some people. The, the Packers did nothing. And that really just, I don't think, just surprises either of us, to be honest with you. Not at all. And this has been an issue for years with the Packers. And, again, I go back to the fact that they don't have an owner, which mm-hmm. is kind of a cool thing, right? I mean, they're owned by the shareholders who could be you or I. Next time they become public, we can go ahead and buy a share. Mm-hmm. Um, Speak for yourself. <laughs> well, it also, it's not worth anything other than the paper it's printed yeah. on, but it's kind of a nice Christmas gift, but they raise a lot of money. Uh, Mark Murphy's the president. Brian Gutenkoos is the general manager, so they don't have to answer to anyone. Uh, Mark Murphy, as the president, serves as kind of the owner, and he's uh, held accountable by the board of directors, whatever. It's just a different setup than anywhere else, and it's kind of cool but when it comes to situations like this, it's not cool because there's no one 
who puts their foot down and says, go get something to help my quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like that just doesn't exist where, you know, whether it's Jerry Jones in Dallas or Robert Kraft in New England, who neither team really did anything yesterday, but I'm just using them as powerful owners could say, look, you know, go all in. I want to get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I'm in my 80s, whatever. Um, they don't have that with the Packers. So they just sat idly. And again, your quarterback's making $51 million a year, but I'm sure you could have found a way to, to bring in some sort of veteran wide receiver to help the guy out. Well, and, and look, I mean, we saw Chase Claypool uh, get moved for, I believe, as a fourth-round pick. Um, I'm trying to pull up all the official stats. There's so much going on yesterday, it's hard to keep track. But, yeah, I mean, uh, look, it, obviously, you know, Packers fans were pining for um, – Planning for the you know the the big wide receiver move, and I think we both agree that they probably should have made that move because this is a team that is is greatly limited at that position. On on the flip side, another team that we talked to uh, talk about uh, to exhaustion is the Tampa Bay Bucks, and I maintained prior to that that I don't think they necessarily needed to make a move because I I think they have the talent. Um, perhaps maybe a move on defense because of the loss of Shaquille Barrett, but. Uh, the reality of it is they're getting secondary guys back and they have the players on offense to make this work. They just got to find the formula. So I'm Mm -hmm. not necessarily uh, concerned that the Bucs didn't make a move, but if you're the Packers, if you're a Packers fan, I I do think that um, a a move should have been done. Now, look, they they could still be in the Odell Beckham Jr. race, and that's certainly within the realm of possibilities because – you know, he's a free agent. He's not going to cost you anything but money. And, you know, it, it, it could be appealing for him to come and play with Aaron Rodgers. The only problem is, is it going to be too little too late by the time he gets on board? Because, well, right now the Vikings, who who made a pretty big deal, and I, I like this move a lot. I actually thought if there was one move that Tampa could have made, it could have potentially been to go get this guy. Uh, I thought the Vikings, whew, I they they might I don't want to say they won the trade deadline, but uh, if you're going to ask me for an immediate knee jerk reaction as to who I thought might have made the best move yesterday, just yesterday, might have been the Vikings. Yeah, the Vikings or the Dolphins getting Bradley Chubb as an edge rusher as well because they could oh, certainly yeah. use that, especially when you get another game against Josh Allen coming up uh, in the several weeks. So I think those are the two teams that haven't had a lot of success recently. So they're all in. Uh, yeah, I mean, T.J. Hawkinson's a, a top-five tight end. And Detroit, stupid enough to trade him within the division, which is always kind of a strange thing because you get to see him twice a year. But uh, that's going to upgrade that offense. You know, you put him in with Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, uh, Adam Thielen. You know, a lot of toys there for Kirk Cousins. And their defense has stepped up this year as well. They're going to run away with that division. Well, I, uh, and they, would, they would have to collapse not to win that division. Well, we, we talk about uh, uh, the 49ers bringing in Christian McCaffrey for, for Jimmy G protection. And I keep saying mm-hmm. not, not pass protection. We're talking about just protecting him from himself. And I feel like this is what the Vikings are doing with Kirk Cousins. And, I look, I think Kirk, Kirk Cousins is probably a – better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. Would you agree with that? Oh, without question. Yeah, yeah. Simply because he's durable. I mean, he, well, he shows up every week. He's, he's dur- That's, you know, availability is so important. That's, yeah. that's a big thing. I'm not crazy about either guy, but yeah, you and I, I, I yeah. are both we're quarterback snobs at this point. You know, it's like <laughs> Brady Rogers and everybody else isn't really yeah, good. I talk about my quarterbacks with my pinky up in the air like I'm uh, <laughs> sipping tea, right. you know, as an elite. Yeah. 
um, a 1920s elite, you know, not like a current elite. Right. I'm talking about like the elite of the elite back in the day. Uh, With a slight British accent. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And uh, you go and sit brandy and smoke cigars. Basically, I'm describing the plot of Titanic right now. That's the image I have in my head, you know, sitting up in first class. But um, yep. yeah, I, look, I, 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 I think, yeah, beyond just the health, I do think Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he's capable of doing more. Uh, but they both have these, like, fatal flaws. Kurt, obviously, is in prime time, and, and uh, I guess you can say the same about Jimmy, although, again, he's brought his team to the Super Bowl, and he was, you know, on the on the cusp of going back again, so I, I can't really knock him for that. But in the same way that I think the 49ers almost idiot-proofed the, the, the offense for, for uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, I think uh, Minnesota's doing the same thing because, to your point, they've identified an a, a, a very unique opportunity, one that they really haven't had, even in years that they've won the division in recent years. It was never such a, uh, a one-sided affair. And right now they have an opportunity to just absolutely run away with it by, you know, three quarters of the way through the season because they got better. And Green Bay, again, just didn't do anything. And I don't think either of us believe that they were good enough before Minnesota made that move to, to catch them. I, I think it's impossible now because TJ Hawkinson is Hawkinson is a guy that can um he's a guy that can change <clears throat> how you run your offense because of how big he is and he's in more of a mold of a traditional tight end where he can add some help uh blocking and everything like that. So I, I was I was definitely very impressed with um what we saw from uh, from the Vikings in terms of uh, what they did at the trade deadline. And Cousins loves throwing the tight ends. We know yeah. he had good rapport with Kyle Rudolph for several years. Irv uh, Smith has been a disappointment, a former first-round pick out of Alabama. But now you bring in Hawkinson, who you know was a top-ten pick out of Iowa. Everybody loves those Iowa tight ends, right, because George Kittle is also a, uh, an Iowa tight end. You know, they block because you have to at Iowa because you run – uh, quite a bit on that offense. Uh, so, no, this is a great move for Minnesota. And, they, again, what's their ceiling? Maybe the number two seed because, again, they lose the tiebreaker to yeah. Philadelphia because Philadelphia beat them. So that means you're going to have to play the first weekend and you're probably playing, I don't know, maybe the Giants or Dallas or whoever in the first round. And those teams could go in and upset them. I mean, I don't think anybody would be shocked if Minnesota lost on weekend number one. of the. No, playoffs, no. But at least they're doing what they have to do to try to – to be more of a player in the NFC. Well, I, I, I think, you know, my comments when it comes to to, to the Minnesota Vikings are, are strictly regular season. So, like, I think they improved themselves greatly for the regular season. When it comes to playoffs, I, I still, I, I, I can't, as much as I say they, they idiot-proofed the offense for Kirk Cousins, uh, I, 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 you're still not going to find me putting any money on him uh, to win a primetime game until I see it. You know what I mean? Until mm-hmm. he can show yep. up when the lights are brightest um, I, I just I can't fully commit to that. So uh, so from from a regular season march towards the playoffs, division hopeful, uh, great move for Minnesota. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know when it comes down to um, ultimately, you know where they're going to land in the playoffs. Are they going to be one and done? Are they going to make it to the NFC Championship game? We'll find out. So uh, you already mentioned Miami, and and if if you're going to ask me, what was the second? most improved team after yesterday. And we're, we're talking kind of specifically yesterday because uh, I know Christian McCaffrey happened a couple weeks ago. But, uh, yeah, making the move for Bradley Chubb at a pr- fairly reasonable price, too. 
Um, you talk about the Dolphins, and I think we're seeing how good they can be with, with Tua. Uh, they have an elite wide receiver, and, and look, we're going to, in just a few minutes, give our top five wide receivers uh, currently in the league. And, and I'm, I, I wouldn't be shocked if one of those Miami Dolphins wide receivers lands on, on both of our lists. But uh, this offense is can be deadly. Uh, and now they add another dynamic player on defense where, you know, if they had the defense from like, what, two years ago under uh, Brian Flores, this team might be the best team in football. Um, they're starting to get that back a little bit. Uh, they're not, the you know, quite to that level, but adding a guy like Bradley Chubb is, is a game changer because we know how important pass rushers are. And specifically, John, how important they are to stopping a team like Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if you face Kansas City in round one or round two of the playoffs. That's a real possibility because I would think Kansas City will be the two seed and Miami's not going to win the division, so they'll be either the five, six, or seven. So somewhere along the line, you're going to have to probably face Kansas City, if not Buffalo as well. So you need that pass rush to try to contain those two great quarterbacks. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, Miami uh, decided that they're going to go all in on this, and, and they see that two has really stepped up as a quarterback this year. They gave him the weapons, but they had to address that side of the football on defense to try to, you know, be for real. Look, Miami's 5-1 and one in games he started this year. And the one loss came against Cincinnati when he was, you know, in cust um, midway through that game. And they were still in that game. So he's been – he's almost a sneaky MVP candidate. I, I wouldn't put him up there quite yet. But the man is leading the league in passer rating and QBR, which yeah. is a pretty good combination to lead the league in, uh, I, I still wouldn't put him up there as an MVP candidate, but as a sneaky one, maybe. But, uh, yeah, no, so good for Miami going all in and getting an impact player like Bradley Chubb. Yeah, and look, I mean, it's it's impressive, and, and we've, we've both kind of, or at least me specifically, I've, I've you know certainly upped my opinion of, of Tua over the course of the season, both when he's been on the field and when he hasn't, and the, and the difference in the mm-hmm. two. And it's not just... Obviously, we talk about getting those wide receivers, and that helps. But, you know, again, if we're going to, you know, uh, hold Tua back for having these wide receivers, then again, you know, what what was Patrick Mahomes? You know what I mean? It's not like they went out and got their receivers. They already had them. So it's like it, it's not it's not meant mm-hmm. to diminish what their success is. It's just enhancing it. And I think, um, as we've seen before, I mean, you can't just throw a quarterback in there and just expect success because you have talent around you. You still have to make good decisions and throw the ball well. You can't just go through the motions just because you have talent around you. So um, one more thing. I wasn't surprised uh, at all that Kansas City didn't make a move. And I know I know the Chiefs were clamoring. Chiefs fans were clamoring for... Um, With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, uh, one of the receivers, Brandon Cooks or Brian Burns or Bradley Chubb or one of those guys. And we kind of talked about it. I believe we talked about it. Maybe I'm confused with my shows that I've done. But I have mentioned that I, I, I saw that. Or I feel that like teams like Kansas City, I mean, the, the elite franchises in this league, they don't make moves like that. They don't go over the top because these are the type of moves that, well, franchises that are desperate make. And, you know, it's really a gamble, you know. And, and a team like Kansas City, first of all, who they hold, uh, they're, they're hosting the draft, first of all. They're not going to be getting rid of their first round pick when they're supposed to have the draft at their home unless it's a, a, an absolute no-brainer. So they're not going to overpay for a trade deadline deal when, I mean, realistically, they have a team that's good enough to, to go all the way, sure. Um, do I think they're the best team in the AFC right now? No, but that doesn't mean that they can't ultimately win the Super Bowl. So um, good for Kansas City not kind of going, you know, getting out of control and going and making a move for whoever, you know what I mean? And it doesn't mean because uh, the Pittsburgh traded uh, Chase Claypool to the Chicago Bears for a fourth-round pick it doesn't mean they were going to do that to an AFC division rival. You know what I mean? It, it just doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily work out that way. Um, so I, I think from a Kansas City standpoint, I think they did the wise thing and and didn't get rid of assets because, you know, they're a team that they're not just building for now, right this moment. They're, this is a team that, that expects to compete much like the Patriots for the next 10 or 15 years, and, and you don't do that by just – throwing away assets at the trade deadline. So uh, I was definitely impressed, or at least uh, uh, if I was a, a, a Chiefs fan, I'd be very satisfied with them not kind of going over the top and, and doing anything ridiculous. And they had already added Kadarius Tony, who's a talent. Yeah, who didn't produce those, with the Giants, those are right? exactly so, the type of moves yep. that great franchises make. I mean, the Patriots would do that all the time. You would be like, oh, they got to go out and get so-and-so, and then they go out and, you know what I mean, get the – the last person on the list, but it ended up working out. Like, do you think a keep to leave was no one really? They're like, oh, well, okay, whatever. It's keep to leave. No one was talking about that. Well, he came right. in and his first game had a pick six, and really, if you think about it, his acquisition was the root of the Patriots' change over that second part of that dynasty when it comes mm-hmm. to the secondary because it went from a keep to leave to obviously Darrell Revis, Malcolm Butler, so on and so forth. So, yep. um, yeah, so I very I liked I liked the uh, the moves from. Uh, uh, Kansas City going out and getting Tony doesn't mean it's going to work. It could be an epic failure, but it didn't cost him much. No, no, it was a, a really good move. He's, he's only 23 years old. He's a talent. You put him in with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, maybe you get more out of him. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scanling have both been productive this year as new acquisitions. You've got Travis Kelsey, who is, you know, a, a top 10 weapon 
in the NFL. Uh, you got Patrick Mahomes. They can run the football as well. They're, they're in good shape. They're a well-run organization, so they don't have to panic. And I'm sure they're one of the teams that are going to be rumored to OBJ, who probably won't come back till December. And I'm thinking he's going to a place where he can win another Super Bowl and play with an elite quarterback. And certainly Kansas City fits that description. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, that that will be the next, I guess, thing to monitor is like who's going to sign Odell Beckham Jr. You know, the Packers, like I said, could be a possibility. But by the time he's healthy, John, which might be a few weeks from now, but that might even be too late for the Packers. So they could be four and seven by the time he's ready to come back. And he's not going to Green Bay to a four and seven team. I don't care how much he respects Aaron Rodgers. He may not even go to Tampa. I mean, although they're going to be in it because of the division they play in. I would think Buffalo, Kansas City would be the two spots that he's going to look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I would, I would say Buffalo, Kansas City. Um, I don't know how much the the Rams nostalgia, but they're not a good team right now. I would kind of throw Tampa Bay in the mix. I mean, I think it sure. really depends on uh, 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 Julio Jones's health. Um, you know what I mean? If 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 he gets shut down again, which is certainly a possibility. Um, they might kind of turn their attention towards like, hey, you know, maybe we do this. But to me, like I said, the, the root of the, the Bucks' problems isn't personnel, it isn't injuries, it isn't this. It's coaching and scheme. It, it's it's philosophy. Mm-hmm. How do you attack each and every week? And that's that's a problem they have to solve before they, they try to upgrade whatever pieces they have on offense. So, all right, John. Speaking of wide receivers, and we've been talking about them for the last week or so, uh, we're, we're going to give our top five wide receivers. And I, I wonder... I, I feel like this could be a, a pretty uh, mixed-up list. I don't know. I mean, we might have the same five guys. We might have three of the same, two of the same. I'm not really sure. So it should be pretty interesting. And unlike, I guess, the the quarterback position where I, I've, I've spoken about this, where it's like I don't think it's necessarily that fluid, uh, you know, in terms of who's the best. I don't think it's a week-to-week or year-to-year thing. I think it's more or less, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. Wide receiver might be a little bit different, although I do give uh, the edge um, to, to what you've accomplished uh, in the immediate past. You know, obviously last year and maybe the year before or whatever. So um, I'll start my number five wide receiver right now. And I know, you know, times are tough right now. He's down a bit and, uh, you know, things are, aren't so uh, rosy on the other side. Uh, but I got to put Devontae Adams here because I don't think he's completely you know just overnight lost this skill I, I just think he's in a, in a worse situation and and he's shown I mean just it's not so much that he's not doing what he's doing it's just not as consistent and and I think a lot of that has to do with the offense and the quarterback that he's playing with so um I can't for the life of me put him off or leave him off this list uh yet uh, I mean it's it's too soon to to kind of backtrack on that so number five for me is Devontae Adams what I did with this, Ian, is obviously Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup. Going into the season, we had them as the two best wide receivers in football. I still think they are. But for this exercise, I left them off the list. but kind of almost like put them off to the side just for this because there's so many freaking good wide receivers mm-hmm. in the NFL. We could, You could have a top five. I could have a top five, and we could have completely different wide receivers. One receiver would not be on both lists. That's how deep the position is. I mean, as I'm making this out, I'm like, oh, my Lord, I'm forgetting this guy or this guy or this guy or this guy. So I, I, I did that with Devontae and Cooper Cup. I mean, look, I think they're both brilliant and whatever. I'm not holding anything against Devontae because he left my man Aaron Rodgers, but he's still my favorite wide receiver in the league. But I just left him off with this exercise. I go with Jamar Chase with Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and we saw how much 
Joe Burrow missed him the other night. Obviously, you know, the pass rush was pretty solid for Cleveland against Cincinnati, but without Chase, that's Joe Burrow's security blanket. They have that great vibe from LSU. So I've got Jamar Chase, who it, to me feels a little bit like a, a younger version of Devontae Adams. He's just so strong on the field that he attacks the ball. He's got good hands. He can run after catch. He's a good-sized wide receiver. So I go with Jamar Chase at number five. Yeah, like right off the bat, we already are differing, and that's I, I'm right there with you. I mean, it was a long list of receivers that you're like, man, you know, who do I leave off the list? But um, my number four for me is Stephon Diggs. Um, you know, I think mm-hmm. he, his impact with uh, um, with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With, with, with Josh Allen and, of course, coming to Buffalo has been understated, and I think maybe the... The excitement of his arrival is certainly long gone because he's been there for a while. So I think sometimes we forget about him. Like like the other day, we were talking about this, and we were talking about all these wide receivers. And then you brought up Stefan Diggs. I was like, oh, yeah, that's the one guy that was just – I was. there was someone that I just wasn't thinking of, and it was driving me nuts. And, um, you know, he can still do it. I mean, he, he's, he's a – again, for his size, you would think – he wouldn't be as effective, but you know he is, and he's a guy who can make plays all over the field. So, uh, number four for me, Stefan Diggs. Number four for me is DeAndre Hopkins, who a couple of years ago I thought he was the best wide receiver in football. And look, he hasn't really fallen. Uh, he's still great. He was suspended early in the season. You look at the numbers he put up in Houston, and, and really the only top flight quarterback he ever had was Deshaun Watson. And he didn't play a lot with Deshaun Watson because he was eventually traded to Arizona back in 2019. So this is a guy who just puts up numbers with any quarterback. Kyle Murray's a good quarterback, not a great quarterback. That catch he made Sunday against Minnesota mm-hmm. was beautiful. Just he snatched it with one hand. Uh, I've got DeAndre Hopkins as the fourth best wide receiver in football. Yeah, and that's his thing, you know. He, his hands are incredible. So um, number three for me, and I just I could not uh, – I couldn't keep him off the list. The guy won the triple crown last year, and I know it's it's, mm-hmm. it's a down you know down year for him uh, this year, down year for the entire. Ram- I mean that that Rams team is is <laughs> they they are not good in any aspect of of the game. It, that's it's it's a surprising fall from grace. Not surprising. I think that the um, what the surprising part is how drastic of a fall it's been so far for that team. Uh, but for me, Cooper Cup is still. Cooper Cup, and you know he might be banged up a little bit, but I, I just could not leave him off the list. Uh, certainly after what he accomplished last year. Uh, so number three, Cooper Cup. Number three for me is a guy I know you like a lot. Um, he went from Tennessee to Philadelphia. Went from Ryan Tannehill to Jalen Hurts, and look, Hurts is an MVP candidate. 
A.J. Brown, to me, is the third best wide receiver in football, runs pristine routes, is so big and strong and physical. And the thing about A.J. Brown is, you know, so many of the wide receivers we think of as divas. It's like the official diva position of the NFL. A.J. Brown doesn't come across to me as a diva. He, he'll block. He'll take on tacklers. Uh, just a sensational player. I have A.J. Brown at number three. And uh, that's where I have uh, my number two right wide receivers, A.J. Brown. Um, mm-hmm. You know, again, uh, we talked about him. This is kind of what spurred the whole conversation about the wide receivers was, is this guy the best wide receiver in football? And I, I think he's very quickly climbed the ladder to get to that point. And uh, he's almost there. He's knocking on the door. And for me, he's, he's our number two wide receiver, my number two wide receiver uh, this year. Because, again, it's just... He, he does things, uh, you know. He does things all over the field. He's not just a one-trick pony, and I don't mean that insultingly. Like, you know, it's just some guys are deep threats and and can do those great things, and other guys just kind of make plays all over the field. And I think AJ Brown is that guy. So, uh, very easily for me, number two, AJ Brown. Number two for me is someone who you had at number four, Stephon Diggs. I think Stephon Diggs runs probably the best routes in the NFL. Uh, just look at the growth of Josh Allen once he acquired Josh uh, Stephon Diggs in Buffalo. He also plays in a place where from this point forward, the weather's not all that great. I always kind of give a slight edge to guys who play outdoors rather than a dome. It's, it's not easy to catch balls in Buffalo, although Josh Allen can throw it 80 yards right to your hands and you, know, you get a long touchdown pass. But yeah, Diggs is just is sensational. Uh, it doesn't seem to ever drop a ball, runs great routes, um, and He's a guy I think he's going to come up big in big games. So I got Stephon Diggs at number two. And based on all of our unpredictability, I believe we both have the same guy at number one. And when push when push comes to shove, the guy's on pace for over 2,000 yards uh, to break the record. 17 games, I know, is, is the additional game, but it doesn't matter. Um, he's gone from who a lot of people think is the best, if not one of the best quarterbacks in the league, to a guy that... Before the season, no one would have put him on this list, but he's he's producing all the same, and that's Tyreek Hill. Uh, you know, does he do everything that uh, some of these other bigger receivers do? Absolutely not. But the, I, I don't think there's any more dynamic of a weapon at that position than Tyreek Hill. I mean, there, there's not a guy in this league that you can give the ball to at the line of scrimmage, and he's constantly a threat to go 50, 60 yards because he's just that guy. And his ability to get open and create mismatches it has been phenomenal for two, and we've seen his progression and just the impact that Tyreek Hill has had on him. So, uh, I, you know, as much as I, I would, I was thinking, oh, maybe he's not going to be the number one on the list. I, I could not not have him as the top wide receiver on our list. Yeah, we agree. He, he's number one. Look at the production. He's averaging 120 yards per yeah. game, uh, which is phenomenal. And that's in games with Tua, games without Tua. He's been productive. And this is when Tua everyone knows he's Tua. getting the ball. Like right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's got he's got Jalen Waddle with him. Oh who's, sure, you know, probably like a top ten wide receiver in his own right. I mean, he's he's outstanding. Uh, they've got two of them. You got Mike Gasecki. You know, good offensive scheme. But the reason I put Tyree Kill up there, number one, not just the numbers, is he's a force multiplier because of his ability to get deep. Mm-hmm. He opens up the field for everybody else. He oh, has yeah. the same effect on a football field that Steph Curry has on a basketball court. Like if you're playing the Golden State Warriors you're worrying about Steph Curry from half court in. And the same thing with Tyreek Hill. You're just like, well, we've got to be careful because this guy can just go over the top 70 yards. I don't know if Tua can reach him, but, you know, he can he can just beat us over the top. Or he could take the bubble screen and go 70 yards. Uh, he runs really good routes. 
mm-hmm. and he's pretty short-handed, and he's a big play guy, uh, and it just impacts the entire offense. So, yeah, Tyreek Hill to me is the number one wide receiver in the league. And yesterday on Twitter I put out there that he's kind of a sneaky MVP candidate. He, he to me, is the biggest difference in Miami, right, from last year. Isn't that by definition MVP? I don't think he's well. going to get any votes, <laughs> but I just said consideration. Uh, and people were like, no, he can't be. You can't have a wide receiver MVP. I said, of course not, but consideration. Look, Learn we, the word consideration. We, we, know, we know that the MVP award, it's, it's, not, it's not the letter of the law based on what the name of the award is. And Because and, and, I, I made this case back in 2020. Well, who had more of an impact on their team than Tom Brady? You know what I mean? Like, you go from right. a t- So, like, in, in, I guess, in theory, most valuable would be that. But we, we understand that it's not necessarily that. It, it's combined with basically who's the best quarterback and who produces the most because of the nature of the position. But I, I agree with you. I mean, his impact on Miami has changed um, kind of their trajectory. And, and, and again, I had one view of Tua coming into the season, and it's, it's, it's been improving. Um, and, and it's getting harder and harder to criticize his, his body of work so far. Um, so, uh, so yeah, there you have it. I, I think that's a pretty solid list from both of us, although we differed greatly. <laughs> Again, it kind of speaks to, to the, uh, the state of the wide receiver position in general here. So, um, but that's going to do it for us here today on a special Wednesday, uh, edition of FPC radio live. Uh, be sure to tune in on Friday when we kind of break down all of week, uh, week nine and kind of give our picks for the upcoming week because that's what we do every single Friday. So thank you everyone for tuning in and we will talk to you soon. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.